0: Hey, welcome to the Gospel Rant. I'm Dr. Bill Senior, and I'm with my youngest daughter, Allison. We're going through the Enneagram, and we're at number seven. Hello again, Allie. <laughs> Hi,
1: it's me. Yeah,
0: this is about the fourth take. We're starting very slowly. My bad, but I think we're good on this one, okay? So how are you?
1: I'm doing fine. I apologize for the tone of my voice. I am very stopped up because of my southeastern Typical
0: for the southeast, right? Very much so. Uh, all right. Well, hey, um, let's get into the sevens. I'm reading from the road back to you, an Enneagram journey to self-discovery. And uh, the author starts off every chapter, every Enneagram with a list of what it's like to be. So here we are. Here's the what it's like to be a seven. Number one, I'm always the first person up for the last minute adventure. Second, I'm an optimist to a fault. Three, I don't like making hard and fast commitments to things. Four, I suffer from FOMO, fear of missing out. Five, anticipation is the best part of life. Six, people close to me say I can be argumentative and act superior. That one sort of sticks out so far. Seven, variety and spontaneity are the spice of life. Eight, sometimes I get so eager for the future I can hardly wait for it to get here. Nine, it's hard for me to finish things. When I get close to the end of a project, I start thinking about the next thing. and Then I get so excited, I sometimes just move on. Ten, I usually avoid heavy conversations and confrontations. Eleven, when people I care about are having a hard time, I help them look at the bright side of the situation. Twelve, other people think I'm sure of myself, but I have lots of doubts. Thirteen, I'm popular and have lots of friends. Fourteen, when things get too serious for too long, I usually find a way to get people to lighten up, often by telling jokes and funny stories. Fifteen, I don't like endings, so I usually wait for people to break up with me. Oh my goodness. Sixteen, I quickly get bored with the same routine and like to try uh, new things. Seventeen, almost everything can be more fun and entertaining with a little bit of effort. Eighteen, I think people worry more than they should. Nineteen, life is better. Then people imagine it's all about how you explain the things to yourself. And 20, I don't like it when people have expectations of me. The enthusiast, he calls them. And he quotes Peter Pan, enthusiast. which I think is perfect. Mm-hmm. Just think of happy things and your heart will fly on wings. Mm-hmm. So tell me about sevens. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I think you summed it up pretty well. Um, I think they are often thought of as like the, the carefree fun seeker of the group who um, is often the the first person to volunteer to go on an adventure. Um, they're in the fear triad, but typically they're known as the people who are looking for that adrenaline rush. So they're jumping into the situation that might scare people. They do Is love that to get things. rid of the fear?
0: Is that to cover up the fear?
1: Um, I I don't, I guess what I'm more thinking of is like, stereotypical fearful activities so it's like oh like jumping or skydiving or something like that where i don't necessarily think a seven is afraid of that so they're distracting themselves from real right pain internal fear or typically is internal fear yeah um i was listening to a podcast today where the the fear manifested as like a fear of abandonment. They wanted to be the lightest one in the room so that they would always be desired. So there's that fear of missing out.
0: Um, And if you're
1: right, if you're seen as a burden, you would miss out. Like you wouldn't be asked there. Um, So you don't want to commit to something because what if something better comes along? Oftentimes, like if something gets too painful or like, you can leave or change the subject or make jokes out of things and sevens are really fun to be around is kind of their mo yeah and and again maturity looks like sevens addressing pain and being able to recognize when they're using fun and excitement as um as a way to distract Mm -hmm. or when they're truly excited about something
0: and we all do this a little bit probably
1: on well, but we all have day. coping mechanisms, right? right. But I think our fears and our, which is true with all the Enneagram, we can all look a certain way and every number can reflect different aspects of every number, mm-hmm. um, but it's what is motivating your every action.
0: Mm-hmm. The author wrote back to you, says somewhere that this is the number he would like to be. Mm. Because they're, they're, here he goes, I want to be a seven. When healthy, they might be my favorite number on the Enneagram. Sevens embody joy and a boundless love for life.
1: Yeah, sevens are fun.
0: And yet he spends most of the chapter talking about cover-ups and denial. An average seven, he said, reframe almost everything that is sad, limiting or could be perceived as failure, changing the narrative so that even the most negative events are recast in an affirming way.
1: Right. Well, it's almost like a whole personality built around the whole ignorance is bliss. Or like if you didn't Mm -hmm. talk about it, it didn't happen, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So naming it gives it power. You've just described denial. Right. So something something terrible can happen. But if I can go discover a bunch of new things, then when I think back on that memory, I think about all these new things I discovered, not about the incredible loss I experienced. Or, Mm. um, yeah, you can really enjoy life that way, right? Until you realize tragedy or trauma that is truly at the root of a lot of it
0: i mentioned as we were talking before we went live he uh, says that one of the famous sevens is robin williams and this book was written before his tragic suicide which really cast him in a different light i mean i mean was more funny and freewheeling and and exciting and uh, could always find the funny, can you find funny in anything? Right. And yet underneath, it turns out he had a dark side. Yeah. That only few people knew about. Right. He also mentions Mozart, but it, it is a Peter Pan kind of thing.
1: Yeah. And I think, yeah, every number has an aspect that we all should like. Yeah. Hope to grow in, in some sort of way. Yeah. And I do think the sevens have like this sweet joyousness. Joy. Mm-hmm. It's just mm-hmm. joy mm-hmm. yeah. about yeah. them.
0: Joy um, joyability. Joyesqueness. <laughs> joyosity. Well, listen um, to this. He says scratch yeah. the vibrant paint on the surface of a seven, and what you'll find underneath is the need to avoid pain. I can't say this strongly enough. Sevens don't want to feel unpleasant emotions, particularly that swirl of fear and emptiness they register at their core. No one enjoys feeling frightened, sad, bored, angry, disappointed, or frustrated. But for these sevens, emotions like these are intolerable. Phew. Yeah. In real life, you know, uh, Paul says in Romans 8.22, all creation groans. It's all of us. Right. I mean, we we all have things uh, that we want to avoid thinking about or talking about. We all have those dark sides that we hope nobody sees. Right. But the sevens have figured out a way to process
1: that well, and i wonder I wonder too if um and I'm sure it's different for each person, but if it's a conscious I'm doing this to push down this particular pain or if it becomes so yeah so subconscious that you're not aware that you're in pain, right like everything is just exciting right, and so it takes a lot of digging like somebody I was listening to a podcast where they were talking about like Sevens in counseling and often like making jokes, and counselors be, or therapists oh. being like, well, Oh my gosh,
0: yep. Like, oh, I do it.
1: Right? Like, what are, <laughs> oh what's gosh. really happening here? Yeah. Um, yeah, because oh, you make light it. of the situation so often that you forget that there's anything else except for lightness.
0: Yep. yep. Count the counselors have pointed out, Bill, stop making jokes. Yeah. But I was making a joke. That was, <laughs> you know, but yeah, I get that. I totally yeah. understand that. Yeah. That's that was for me. It's definitely a defensive mechanism. I don't think I'm a seven, but I get it. Yeah. He right. writes that uh, sevens are vulnerable to addiction because it just fits the well, pattern. it's, it's right? needing
1: that next hit, right? right? Yeah. So if you can get that next hit of of dopamine, if you can, yep. um, yeah, feel you good, in it to your hmm
0: yeah, this it it's uh it's interesting. I mean, sevens are those people that can really quickly begin to rationalize those kind of things and probably do it really well. Right. And and make you feel joyful while they're doing it. <laughs> right. And convince you, "Oh, yes, go ahead. Jump out the plane, <laughs> you know." Right.
1: Right. Yeah, cuz I'm sure it's hard to be actively concerned about a seven. Right. Cause they never meet you there, right? right. Like they're constantly reassuring you. It's right. like, no, 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 And no. right, they're I'm smiling
0: right. and laughing and yeah. come on, let's do this. Yeah. Uh, he mentioned sevens in childhood and it's interesting. He says this, if you succeeded getting sevens to open up about their childhood, they will describe times when they were made to feel overwhelmed or abandoned and without support. Hmm. There really are wounds is what he's saying. Yeah. That, that their brain is doing what our brains were made to do. And that's to deal with the pain
1: yeah however you can
0: however you can, and they use optimism, mm-hmm. they use excitement and joy and laughter and yeah. like you said, jumping out of planes and right uh doing exciting things and and you're right, dopamine works yeah what are the wings for sevens
1: uh either a six or an eight, so according to any group institute and it just has a title um but the seven wing six would be the entertainer. So you think more of like the comedian type where you can laugh at your fears and anxieties, um, but you're not ever addressing them. And then the seven wing eight is, they say, the realist. So I honestly, I don't know many true sevens.
0: Oh, is that right? In your teaching, did you see some few. sevens in I your classes?
1: Well, I, I don't like to type people who are not claiming it for themselves. Cool. Um, come on, let's flash, do it. Come on,
0: come on, let's do it. No, come on, come on. Flash
1: when, like, it's always a little bit fun, but I don't want to type people that are, like, kids um, is the other thing because they're, like, they're developing their personality, so you yeah. don't want to, like, okay. right. put a label on it.
0: Fair enough. All right. All right. Um,
1: <clears throat> yeah, but I would say, like, the seven wing eight is probably much more assured in there or takes yep. leadership Um, In there, I'm going to go do this. This is what I need. You know, so like leading. Mm -hmm. uh, Yeah, I don't know. I, I guess more forthright in there. I'm going to avoid this Mm -hmm. um, mentality. And I'm not an expert on that. I know. So in, in growth, or in security, the seven goes to five. And the way the Enneagram Institute described it was this almost like being uniquely intrigued with life. So hmm. when they're in a good headspace, they can truly appreciate the intricacies of life. Like a five would be researching under the hood kind of thing. A seven right. has that mentality in life when they're in okay.
0: this healthy so they, place. They could process some of the wounds.
1: Right. In stress, they go to the unhealthy side of a one, which would be the hmm. overly critical self-critic which seems like kind of an opposite thing, right? But it's when a seven gets overwhelmed, they're they're going to all of a sudden start nitpicking. So it's going to come this like last lack of commitment. And you can imagine a Mm. a lack of um, true intimacy, Mm. right? Turns into what's wrong with me,
0: Mm. Um, but I'm going to blame you. Yeah. He says stress, they become pessimistic, judgmental, and argumentative. They start blaming others for their problems and lapse into black and white thinking where did that come from well that's wow.
1: what pops out right
0: when they finally realize that they've been covering things up and yeah. so the way they deal with that pain is to blame you yeah again we all do it is that, that's that's the one
1: yeah the black and white thinking
0: but in this case it's uh it's not my imperfections that i'm looking at and want to repair it's yours Right. And if I could just make you see that, I would feel joy again. Mm. What we're describing here are some of the characteristics that the caricatures of millennials. One person said that one of the, the events that has shaped millennials is the 2008 recession, huh. which was horrible and scary and frightening. And a lot of their parents lost jobs. The, the older millennials couldn't get jobs. And you know, that was the 30% living in your parents' basement. And so they were scared. And should be. I mean, that, that, I'm, I'm, I'm not judging that. And so what many have shifted to is, well, then I'm, I'm just going to have excitement. I'm going to travel. I'm going to do uh, things that I wanted to do. YOLO. And, yeah. Yeah. YOLO. And, and then, who, who, that makes sense to me. I, can, I could definitely draw a line between those two dots. But the fear is still there. So when we're ministering now, you know, now half the population in the United States is Gen Y and Gen Z, millennials and Gen Z, half the population. We church leaders are wondering how the gospel can make a difference. And and by difference, I think it looks something like this, is there's joy that's a fruit of the spirit, but it's a it's a joy that deals and admits and, and begins to preach the gospel to pain. To wounds, to sorrows, to disappointments, to betrayals, to unforgivenesses. Uh, it seems like the gospel—perfect love cast out fear. If I'm actually feeling adored as I am, I can actually take the time and, and be bold about looking at that wound. But that's a power of the gospel. That's not a that's not just a choice because, like you said, it's largely subconscious. It's a, it's a muscle that I don't control. Okay. But but if but if a seven or a one or a two or a three or a five or a six could actually begin to feel, if they're a Christian, the Holy Spirit in them makes them feel how honored, how how proud of them God is. They would be in that safe place to actually go, all right, why am I doing this over the top? Why am I appearing unempathetic? Because I'm into YOLO. It seems like we should be all over this with the gospel, for all the numbers, by the way, in, in stress situations.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: The, the gospel should be all over this. We just don't know how to apply it. We haven't.
1: Yeah, well, I think I think w- one of the hardest things about a seven is, at least for me, what if they don't realize they're not satisfied? You know,
0: like mm, um, they just keep going.
1: If you're living in this constant state state mm, of bliss, you know? Yep. Um,
0: or chasing bliss.
1: Right. It looks and I think it's the same. Yeah, and I think I've said this to you before, but like, if there's a kid on on the street eating a sandwich. I'm not going to not like that he found on the street. I'm not going to knock it out of his hand unless I have something better to give him, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and so I think a lot of this like mentality of the sevens also comes from my own belief of like, I need to realize how sweet what I have to offer is. And is it better than what this person is experiencing? Mm -hmm. Because oftentimes Mm -hmm. they've, they found something super sweet, right? Like it's, it's, even, if it's dis- if, right. even if it's a distraction, like they feel oh, good right now more
0: than surviving. So yep.
1: who am I to be like, hey, yeah, you need something more? Right? And they're like, right. What?
0: yeah, give me that. I'm doing
1: great. Give me that right. so you
0: can focus on your wounds. Right.
1: <laughs> yeah. So I don't on think your... the goal is like, hey, don't you want to talk about pain? Don't you, like bringing right. that up, but um, right. yeah, but also recognizing like that pain is is real. Learning how to address it. Often comes with like a huge reality check and makes me ask the question is what I have better than this sweet thing that they're experiencing.
0: The road back to you guy nails this one. Sometimes I'm critical of, of where he goes with this spiritually, but he nails this one. I think he says the healing message sevens need to hear and believe is God will take care of you. Yeah. I'd go even stronger. If they're Christians, I would say the message they need to really experience and be assured of more than just know, feel experience get is God loves you as you are and he's got this and and that takes yeah. a miracle because the brain holds onto these wounds I mean it gets shoved down in our memory the hippocampus and and you just can't go okay I'm going to stop being afraid of that wound right I'm not going to have mommy and daddy issues anymore I, I mean it this time yeah good luck with that so I'm with you is and this is back to the the simple uncluttered gospel if if, the, if I can get, if I'm a seven, I'm not. But if I am a seven and I'm pushing, I can't be bored. I'm, I'm looking for that next high. I'm a little bit non-empathetic because I'm focused on my excitement. I'm, I'm stressing as a seven. And, and I can hear God say, Jesus follower, strictly because of what Jesus did 2,000 years ago. God loves you. He has to. He loves you as you are. Much as the father loves the son. The son loves the father. And you can't add to it or take away from it and 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 you you can experience it more feel it more if you just ask the holy spirit and you to give you power to make you feel it yeah i'm i i think that would be a healing message
1: yeah and a healing rebirth it it would would add to my joy Yeah. yeah it would be infectious
0: right and the fear would drop down a little bit, not perfect yeah. this side of heaven. The yeah. joy, fruit of the spirit would go up a little bit, not perfect this side of heaven, but they might be able to sit silently a little longer. Yeah. They might be willing to to finish a task a little mm. quicker, a little easier. They may be a little more satisfied,
1: yeah. sit
0: with other people. And, and we we've done the same thing with all of the numbers. We're not picking on seven. All right. Any closing comments on sevens? Other than we should always have a seven, at least one in our posse. Otherwise, uh, it's going to be pretty boring. See, I need to go Great. out and recruit people. I mean, I need to go send out an ad looking yep, for you should. seven.
1: Because <laughs> I don't know what it's like to be a seven.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not a seven either. Any, any closing comments?
1: I always am honored when people confuse me as a seven. Yeah. I think very highly. of. Them.
0: Yeah, I haven't been confused to be a seven for a long time. I got <laughs> to work on some stuff. <laughs> All right. Hey, so that's, that's, uh, we've run a little bit long. That's okay. It was a good conversation. Uh, this is gospel rant. I'm Bill Sinyard and I was with my daughter, Allison Sinyard. We'll be back next time to look at the Enneagram number eight. We only have two left, Allie.
1: Ooh.
0: Ah, that's good. We've been getting good comments about the series. All right. So we'll see you next time on the gospel rant. Or go to joshuafund.com to listen and subscribe.